This episode was made possible by the BC Ale Trail. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcltrail.ca. Dreams can be big and can even happen in a small community. Welcome to the Cascadian Beer Podcast. My name's Aaron and I'm a Cascadian. In this podcast series, I profile the unique breweries of Cascadia, a region that has a strong presence in the international beer scene. Cascadia is a bioregion in the Pacific Northwest and the North American continent. It's made up of the U.S. states of Washington and Oregon, as well as the Canadian province of British Columbia. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, welcome, and I do hope you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Last summer, I was lucky to explore the northern part of our province, along Highway 16. I started my journey in Prince George, British Columbia. Trench Brewing and Distilling opened their doors in spring of 2018. In a little bit, I'll be chatting with their brewer, Paul, but I started the conversation off with one of the co-owners. My name is Craig Schwenning. I'm one of the co-owners of Trench Brewing and Distilling uh, here in Prince George. Right, and uh, how long ago did this project start? Yeah, this started back... It's hard to say. We were in a business event in August of 2015. And that's when we kind of decided that we wanted to do something. And my wife was there. One of her team members was there and her name is Bailey Hofels. And she's now part of the part ownership here. Uh, We're all equal partners. It's her and her husband, uh, Mm -hmm. Jesse and uh, Esther and I. And so we decided back then that we wanted to do something. And by the fall, we had picked, we want to do a brewery. I wanted to kind of get into the distilling side. So that's why we've we're going to do a brewery and distillery, mm-hmm. distillery coming soon. But mm-hmm. And was, was there much going on in Prince George at the time? At the time, there was no craft brewery. And it was March of 2016. We were, it, all of us were down in Mexico. And there was the weekend of the Ale Fest. It was crazy that weekend because we're sitting there and we're looking on our phones and we're like, holy smokes, the Black Clover just opened this Irish pub in Prince George. Holy. And the, holy smokes, Crossroads Brewery is opening also, and they're another craft brewery, and that are, they're open actually, mm-hmm. uh, well, a year before, over a year before us. Yeah, it's just, a, it's a great place. And, and, but those things happened while we were out of town, and we were like, well down the path of planning this already. Right. From there, what were some of the other challenges um, that you faced opening in Prince George? I, I don't, I don't think really in Prince George or geographically, there's going to be challenges no matter where you are, especially in this industry. So uh, you have to deal with, there's a ton of licenses, like it's like 15 or so licenses that you get in order to open up. And then because we were doing the distilling side also, there's a big part of that that was was involved in that. Uh, the city was really good. The planning and development side is excellent. And then, it, but as soon as you start getting into the different departments that you have to deal with and different levels of government, like you, we're dealing with federal government and excise tax and we, uh, we deal with the provincial government and liquor control and there's just processes for everything. And it just seems like it just, it, it would drag and it would drag and it would drag. And there was always some little obstacle. So, you know, you just, you get a big binder and you have all these sections in it and you just keep plugging away at it. Right. right. And that's, 
I don't know what to say to the people out there who plan on starting something like this. Just be patient. And, you know, everyone wants to see you succeed and everything, but they, they have to make sure it's all done right. And it just takes time. Right. And then, so then why Prince George? I mean, did you grow up here? Did you move here? Like, like, why was this the right place to open a brewery? For us, we were just, I guess we were here and, and Prince George at the time didn't have anything. And I think back to the Buffalo Brewery days and that was like um, the glory days for me and Prince George. It was, it was before I moved off to Vancouver and it was actually operational while I was down and living in Vancouver and then it, it closed down. Yeah, it was, a, it was a brew pub style, and it was the same as like all those Mark James group ones like Yale Town Brewery, Dick's Pub, Avalon, Big Ridge. There was, and those guys, I hung out at those places down in Vancouver when I was living there. But I, I moved up to Prince George when I was pretty young, and I moved away in 1999 down to Vancouver. I uh, lived in North Van and lived at the Avalon, and, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, moved back up in 2007. And yeah, and then we just... I, I came back for to follow my wife, actually, because she had an opportunity to do a dental internship here. And so uh, she's a denturist here in town. Yeah, and then I, had a, I was part owners in a family business, a locksmithing and security firm. And so I had a job to come to. Yeah, and that's, that's how we got back here. And we started doing home brewing with Esther's cousin. And we built this little shed, and we had, like, we did drainage and concrete floors and control panels and my security background, all the low voltage experience, uh, allowed us to like, you know, make, do all this stuff. And so we, we had like a cool room, we had conical wow. fermenters, like we, Man. we would do, we're doing homebrew at a level, like we're doing, we would get about almost 38 gallons of finished product in one brew. Right. So we'd go there in an evening, five hours later, we got, you know, 42 gallons in the fermenter. Right. And uh, we were doing all grain stuff. And that's, that was really what the, where the, I had a passion for beer anyways, but that's where we started getting into this. And Jesse was along for that too, because he's, he was a friend of our family and with Esther's cousins also. And that's, that's kind of how it started. I mean, this, this is a great place to live. Yeah. There's tons of outdoor stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's a smaller town. I sure don't miss those long commutes in Vancouver, no. you know, and, and it's just, a, it's a, it's a great place up here. And to and be able to have a craft brewery up in the Prince George and add that into the Prince George area mm-hmm. and now, and, you know, with Crossroads also, and maybe we'll get some more up here too, right? Yeah. My roots are really here and all my family's here. And uh, yeah, and Jesse now, he's made a home for himself here and he's got family here as well. So all right, great. that's basically why we're in Prince George and uh, we're loving it though. All right. Yeah. No, this, this is my first time here and it's like, man, this is, you know, it's, I mean, we're, we're not in I the mean, most picturesque end of town at no, the moment. It's, it's absolutely. But, it's not, but yeah, but my drive in was great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting as well. So, yeah. And so then, uh, you mentioned like you're really passionate about the distilling side. So then when did you get into that? I started getting into micro distilled products because you know, when you're a coffee snob and a beer snob, what's next, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, I started, I started drinking that and I started getting a little bit more uh, knowledge around it or just interested in it, I guess. At the same time that we were talking about it, my brother-in-law, uh, he was also talking about it. And him and his wife have started a distillery down in Duncan called Stillhead Distillery. So that's, that's uh, Esther's sister and husband. And um, we want to do the same thing. Jesse and I, we took a, a six-day course down in uh, Kelowna with Mike Urban at Urban Distilleries. And they, they put on this, um, these workshops 
And so we did, we did that and we did a, an extra day with, to develop gin recipes and stuff like that. And there's not a whole lot in Canada, like mm -hmm. for, for schooling around, around distilling. Right. So you have to go to England really. It's, it's one of those things they say, you know, like do this in your garage for a while and then, you know, before you get on the big equipment. Mm -hmm. and the same goes for brewing. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we've done that. We've done that a bit. And yeah, we'd, it's, it's just one of the things I, I just thought it was a, a really cool business idea as well. Yeah. And, you know, and I, I've just got, I got a passion for it. My, my liquor cabinet is full of, it's, if it's not fine scotch, it, it's mostly micro distilled stuff. And I'm always trying things, right? Yeah. And the still isn't quite operational yet. I mean, you still need to get a little more capacity going back there, right? So, correct. Like, yeah. I mean, when you're getting in this, there is absolute, there's so much to do just to start a brewery, yeah. let alone a distillery. And that maybe that's, or I know for a fact, that's one of the reasons why we were delayed so long is because we were trying to do both. Um, we should have maybe just picked one and then, and then not said anything about the other for a while, but you know, <laughs> it just makes sense that yeah. we would start the brewery because our brew house is where we're going to, um, make our distillate. Right. Yeah. So yeah. we have to get the brewery going first, but you know, with the beer, we, we need a couple pieces of equipment with that side um and we still need a couple of pieces of equipment on the distilling side yeah. so that'll come the nice thing about i think it's the nice thing on the distilling side is we're not in a huge panic no. like i want to get it done let's face it yeah. but and there's a beautiful still sitting back there too already in the yeah. warehouse yeah no yeah. exactly and but i'm not we're not in a panic to like say uh, get product out you know like we're not we're not really rushed around it so you know we're gonna we're gonna take our time we're gonna make sure our product's really good and and up to our standard um much like we do with our beer but yeah yeah and that's that's our plan is is take it easy and do what we do well not jump into something and try and put something out there that's maybe not quite up to the standard that we would we would like what was it like when you opened the door like how were you received by the community i think there was there was quite a few people who were interested to see us open right and the word was getting out and i think i don't know we we had like 800 Instagram followers or something like that already. And, and we hadn't even opened the doors. Right. But, uh, so the, the community received us really well and, and that's great. It was, it was really great. Did you run out of beer at all? <laughs> no, we, um, we've got a pretty big capacity, like right. with a 2,500 liter brew house. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we will get, you know, once it's all said and done and out of the bright tank, you know, we'll get out between, 2100 and 1900 liters of finished product like we you know so we we've got enough beer mm -hmm. but uh yeah i mean i mean right now you go back there i mean i only got a couple kegs of amber ale but there's some in the bright tank that's going to be ready soon <laughs> yeah yeah so we haven't experienced that too much yet right so yeah it was a um, man it was just a i don't know what to say a whirlwind of activity i would say you know we were just flying to get open and you know, right down to the last day, we had some plumbing issue, of course, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. And then, of course, our plumber who did most of the work, he's out of town on a project to a local community and other local communities. So we we called in a favor from a buddy and he, I, he actually pulled one of his guys off of a project and fit us in. Mm -hmm. And so we opened that day at like 4.15, we had our occupancy and we were ready to open the doors. And we were like, holy crap, like now what? Like, <laughs> so we just... We're like, why don't we POS just open? going to work. Yeah, let's, <laughs> just, let's just open the door. We yeah. text a bunch of friends. Yeah. We had about 70 people down here. 
And we had some people like that. We had a couple from Lower Mainland. We call them our number ones because they walked through the door first. But uh, mm-hmm. they were just driving by to see, you know, wonder if this place is open yet, right? And then they come in and re- quickly realized that it was. They figured it was friends and family night, but it was actually just. Mm-hmm. You know, we were open for business. So, yeah. And then we had, uh, we had another couple of groups come in also. Other than that, it was, it was kind of friends and family. So yeah, it was like 60, 70 people in here and it was, it was a great night. Like mm-hmm. it was, we were super excited and it was like a highlight. Right. From here, expansion, I mean, is, uh, there's packaging to come, right? Absolutely. So right now we do have a, we have a canning line. It's from Cask, uh, one of your typical microbrewery canning lines. And we've just got some labeling stuff to get approved. Um, but we don't want to, so you don't want to rush into certain things, right? And so we have to make sure our production level is a certain size before we can do that. So that's one of the things we're doing is we're, we need another fermenter. Once we get that, then we can, uh, then it'll, it'll fit that. You, as soon as you get cans, you open up another market. And I know people are anxious to get the product and stuff like that, but, um, or even just sell cans out of the tasting room. But, um, yeah, you just, it's going to make a demand that maybe we can't meet. So we want to be careful that we don't disappoint people. And then, uh, are you going to be packaging, um, your, uh, distilling as well? Once, once that's Absolutely. going, yeah, yeah, we've got some, um, I guess it's a podcast, so I could show you a picture of a label if you want to make well, a yeah, comment paint, on paint, it, but paint me a word picture. <laughs> yeah. Well, we've, uh, we've kind of got this European mount kind of thing where we we started going down. Mm-hmm. So we've got the moose head over there and we got two big European mount moose in the back. All of our bottles have some sort of European mount skull on them. So it's got this little side dark side to it. Right. Um, but it's it really does fit um, something that you would see in a craft. Like it's, I think the labels are done really well. They, they're kind of on a, like a topographical map in okay. the background. Right. And then there's the lettering and our logo and stuff. Our trench logo that you see on our beer, it's other than on the top of the cap, you don't see it on the distilled stuff. It's kind of really marketed a little bit like differently. Okay. Uh, it's definitely more for the distilled side, which I think comes across a little more classy. <laughs> <laughs> so Prince George has really been a big part of your life. If somebody was to come here, um, what are some things that they can experience in Prince George? Apart from your place, of course. Apart from my place? Yeah. Well, you got to check out Crossroads as well. Okay, and they, right. they've got a, like also a phenomenal deck and a phenomenal restaurant in there. And they're mm-hmm. doing a great job. The Northern Lights Winery, they're across the river and it's a real class outfit. And, right. and they also have a little bistro out there. And it's a, it's a fruit winery mm-hmm. and it's brilliant. It's, it's always a great experience going out there. But we've got, just in the downtown core, we've got some really awesome restaurants, stuff you don't see anywhere else. We've got um, Copper Pig, which is a barbecue. Um, we've got Batula Burning, uh, Nancy O's. Batula Burning has like a Forno oven pizza place. Like there's restaurants that are here in Prince George and they're, they're a great place to go and experience. So, All right. And if uh, somebody was to come here and visit you guys, uh, what would be a thing that you'd want them to walk away with as as a great experience at the brewery? Um, I mean, just, just the experience, just to come in. Like, I think when I walk in this tasting room, I'm super relaxed. I can sit here and have a beer. Well, I mean, we're sitting on a couch right now with this beautiful coffee table. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of 70 ish, yeah. but yeah. it fits, right? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah we, we kind of made it this way so that it's, 
it's like your own deck almost. And so, you know, I think as a business owner, if you can walk in your own establishment, because you're always tuned into how the customer experience is going and stuff like that. And I can sit back and like have a beer and enjoy myself. You know, that's what I want is to people to come here. Um, usually, we you know, we got some music on and, and mm-hmm. you know, we've got some live events and stuff like that. Come in, enjoy yourself and, and enjoy the beer. Like, you know, yeah. taste the different ones for, for what they are. Yeah. Because they, they vastly are different in their own ways, right? I, I'm trying right now and they yeah. are. Yes, but they're they're all really good. So, and in terms of their styles, I mean, yeah, but they're very unique and there's nothing bland between them. So, yeah, no, you guys are doing a great job here. It's great, thanks. Yeah, and then we always like to have a guest tap on. We were just out of guest beer for the last few days, but we got some stuff from Smithers Brewing for yep. a new brewery up in Smithers and they're brilliant. Yep. And so that's going on today. And so try those because we really like to support our own industry and we're mm-hmm. friends with all the people from all the other microbreweries. I mean, it's it's a, it's a really cool kind of brotherhood that yeah. I've never experienced in other industries. I mean, I'm slightly confused because you're wearing a shirt from Bridge today in North Van. I know. So. Well, normally yeah, I'm wearing like... a different, yeah, I kind of <laughs> advertise beer from all around right. BC. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and even though you know, I really enjoy all the Oregon and Washington state stuff. Like mm-hmm. I've put, we've got a bunch of growlers up here. We do have a Yukon ring, which is really cool, mm-hmm. but those are our own personal growler collection. Right. Um, and it's all, it's all BC beers and stuff like that. We really like to, um, you know, support the BC beers. Right. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate okay. it. Yeah. Thank you. Big thank you to Craig for his time. Really appreciate it. Now this episode is made possible by the BC Ale Trail. And I was very excited to visit Northern British Columbia. It was my first time up north, and I was just wondering where to begin. So I followed the BC Ale Trail. At bcaletrail.ca, you'll find the Ale Trail for Northern BC, where you'll not only get great suggestions on what breweries you should visit, but also pubs, local restaurants, and other activities the area has to offer. And while on the website, you'll find a comprehensive list of every craft brewery in BC. There's also a calendar with great beer events and a blog featuring the stories of BC's craft beer scene. So whether you're planning a visit or being a tourist in your own backyard, let the BC Ale Trail guide you to your next beer adventure. Arrive thirsty, leave inspired at bcaletrail.ca. All right, part two of this episode now, where I sat down with the brewer of Trench Brewing and Distilling. My name is Paul Gonzalez, and my title is Head Brewer. Yeah, and where are you brewing? Trench Brewing and Distilling in Prince George, British Columbia. All right, and how long have you been open here? Uh, we've been open since April this year. Right. Yeah. So April 2018. Yeah. Man, still brand new. Yeah, like, very, very new still, yeah. Working out all the kinks. <laughs> right. Getting our opening hours on the sign, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> we had a little uh, discovery this morning that yeah. uh, the wrong times are up there on the sign. So um, so you say brewing and distilling, and uh, we did a little walk through the brew house there, but you're still isn't up and running yet. So that's that's soon to be. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We, uh, we wanted to focus on the brewing first and foremost and get that up and running and then the distillings to, to come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In the next few months, we still have a few, few pieces of equipment to acquire for it and then we'll get her started up. All right. And, uh, my favorite question is, uh, how did beer find you? Um, I was a baker for like 10 or 12 years. And, uh, one of my, uh, one of my sisters who went to college in Florida, uh, moved to Portland after she graduated, and uh, we went and visited them a couple times and just got introduced to a handful of, like, great craft breweries and really fell in love with it. And then three months later, I found myself buying, like, a little nano brew system for my garage, and it all kind of took off from there. Right. So yeah. uh, how long ago was that? Oh, that would have been in 2000 and. 
eight, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And do you remember that first batch of beer? Absolutely. It was terrible. Right. But yeah. what, what, what were you trying to make? It was, uh, it was <laughs> the recipe was called B cave rye IPA. Right. Yeah. And it tasted like uh, paint thinner. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in, in your reflection of making that, where do you think you went wrong? Uh, we definitely rushed into it. Like, uh, didn't do a ton of research actually. Um, just found the, uh, the posting on uh, Craigslist for a guy who's making little nano brew systems out of his garage in Abbotsford, went down and checked it out. And he offered to, uh, teach me how to brew on it, uh, well, that, we were going to buy one. Well, yeah, that that's good. So yeah. the maker of the system uh-huh. showing you how to use it. Yeah. And, uh, it was a pretty bumpy road, like the, the whole training day with him. It was me and my two brother-in-laws and, uh. I remember picking like fruit flies out of the yeast before we pitched it, which was kind of a sign that, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> that mm-hmm. things weren't going so hot. Uh, but um, yeah, after that, we, we started doing a lot more research and like honing things in and we ended up starting making some pretty decent beer there okay. in the garage. So what, what was that window then, that time frame to actual good beer? Oh, it was about four or five months. Right. Yeah, yeah. At least first three batches weren't that hot and then after that we started really finding our groove right yeah cool and uh and then how did you end up here in uh, in prince george my wife was going to school in washington state while i was working at another brewery in squamish mm-hmm. and uh she when she graduated she started looking for jobs and we really didn't want to move back to the city and squamish wasn't really a practical choice for us to stay long term so we started looking up in northern bc and she found work up here and then she ended up coming up here for her job, and uh, I got introduced to uh, the owners, Jesse Bailey, Craig, and Esther, through another friend who was working at the uh, at Crossroads Brewing, because they spent a lot of time there, kind of drinking beer and developing their business plan. <laughs> so, yeah, we just kind of got introduced to each other, and then uh, we ended up uh, going into business together, I guess. Like, this isn't, like, a great populous area of town no, this is my first time not, in prince george and yeah. it's kind of on the outskirts yeah. a bit so um like what what had to happen to make this uh, space work which is beautiful by the way oh yeah they they it was actually a um a dry drywall warehouse before <laughs> right. um and they've done a ton of work here they re-poured all the floors and the dusting alone i can imagine yeah <laughs> they refinished the entire inside so i think they're in here for about 18 months before they actually got it to where it is now so it was a pretty pretty big job pretty big renovation mm-hmm. yeah and they then- did a lot of the work themselves Right. Their friends and family. So, right. Yeah. And then uh, there's a bit of an interesting story with the brew house out the back. Yeah. So it was, uh, it was the brew house that belonged to Lighthouse Brewing in Victoria mm-hmm. um, previously. And they bought it, I think, about a year and a half ago as well. So it's been been living in one of the owner's garage for quite some time. You must have a pretty, nice, up. Yeah. pretty nice garage. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's quite the size of yeah, the system. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, it's an old, it's an old system, but uh, it it serves our purpose as well. Yeah, so. but it's electric fired though, right? Yeah, yeah. So we have no boiler; it's all electric, but works pretty well. It's probably not the uh, most economic way to brew, but it uh, it works for us right now. Okay, yeah. right. <laughs> and then uh, you have three fermenters back there, right? Yeah, yeah. Three three twenty five heck fermenters mm-hmm. and four twenty five heck conditioning tanks. Right. And so, what are the types of beers that you focus on here, like regularly? Is there like a flagship lineup, or do you just try and rotate everything through? Uh, we definitely have like a flagship lineup. We tried to 
Yeah, do a little bit of everything, really, just to uh, get a feel for the market. The craft beer community is pretty young in Prince George. Mm -hmm. So we were doing a nice, like, hoppy pale ale, a Northeast-style IPA, um, our amber ale, which is just like an American-style amber amber ale with a pretty one-dimensional hop uh, malt profile with, like, pretty good focus on, like, Northwest hops. Um, Just a a good, like, stout that we're just... uh, Hmm. It's it's more it's more towards the end of like an imperial stout, a lot more complexity. Mm-hmm. It's a little, a little bit like chewier, yeah. like yeah. a little more yeah. body. And then our pilsner. So Jesse and Craig, two of the owners, they went to the Czech Republic for like four or five months to train in a Czech brewery. So they really, really love like a good like Bohemian style pilsner. So that was one of the beers that they had to have. Right. So that's one of our one of our definitely definitely one of our flagship beers. Mm-hmm. And you have a nice little pilot system back there too. Yeah, for sure. We uh, actually when when I started with them here, they had one of the the Sabco Brew Magics, mm-hmm. and uh, I was pretty insistent that we sell it because I wasn't super happy with it. It was a uh, it was a lot of work to brew a very very little amount of beer. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Jesse, uh, one of the owners, is actually. Uh, a welder so we built that whole little pilot system ourselves and ordered a bunch of parts online and got a pretty nice little pilot system so it's got it's got 180 liter production capacity so we can do about you know three three kegs per batch on our test batch system right and then you're just chucking those right in the tasting yeah, room yeah right? put them straight on the tasting room and yeah just do whatever whatever catches my fancy that week yeah yeah i mean here at uh, the time of taping uh, one on the list here is uh, your pilot one do you, do you have a pilot one on tap at the moment? Uh, currently, no, we don't actually. Right. Uh, the last pilot brew we had just ran out last week, and it was a, a black IPA. Right. Yeah. Um, and then you were saying like uh, it was quite a lot of work for a little amount of beer, but I mean, like even to make a regular batch of beer, it's a bit of work because it's a manual mash ton back there too. Yeah, right? for sure. Yeah. <laughs> definitely a good good shoulder workout yeah. <laughs> getting it mixed in i was just talking to my wife yesterday actually we just um i brewed uh our first batch of our fall seasonal which is going to be a cold brew coffee ale mm-hmm. and i did it with a pretty high percentage of uh flaked oats and i was like oh man i was just like man i'm never brewing with flaked oats again <laughs> like, <laughs> my arms and shoulders are sore as hell mm-hmm. <laughs> But yeah. Yeah. And then uh, from here, I mean, what there's some expansion plans in the work of the, the immediate one, obviously, being get that still up and running. Yeah, right? for so. sure. Yeah. Um, all that kind of ties in with more fermentation space, just because with the fermentation space we do have right now and the, the amount of brands we have on tap, it's pretty hard for us to produce a large quantity of any one beer. Yep. Um, so we're going to actually hoping to get a few more fermentation vessels because we do need more fermentation space to actually produce the distilled product. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, with those two new fermenters and we can start producing more of our IPA and pale ale, which are sort of the two brands we're really going to want to promote a lot in cans. So, yeah, so that's hopefully, you know, if everything goes well, we'll get those those new fermentation vessels closer to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. And then start canning. Uh, because you have the space in the February back to do March. it. Like there's, yeah. there's a lot of space. Yeah, back that's there. the best thing about this building. There's tons of like tons of height, and we have a, a big, big f- uh, f- footprint, so we can uh, we got a lot of room to grow mm-hmm. for sure. Right. And then, uh, how have you been received by the public since you've been opened? Very well. Yeah. It's definitely like you said. It's off the beaten path a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um. So there's uh, you know, they're they're definitely trying to uh bring the, the downtown core back to life in Prince George because it did have a bit of a bad reputation about 10 years ago. It wasn't really the place you'd want to be. But uh, yeah, it's, it's sometimes a bit of a chore getting people down here. Once you do, they're definitely very, very well received. So mm-hmm. yeah. 
And is, is there like a, an absolute favorite with the locals that you find that you just can't make enough of? Uh, definitely the IPA. It's, it's a little different than what anyone else is making in town because we're doing more like the Northeast style. So it's like a little more focused on like hop flavor and aroma than just like being very bitter. It's very, very, mm-hmm. very drinkable and pretty well balanced. So it's a new style for people here for sure. And they're really, really digging it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And if uh, somebody was to come to Prince George, I mean, um, I mean, what kind of uh, activities uh, are there to do? Definitely lots of like outdoor activities, uh, great hiking in the area. Mm -hmm. Um, If you're into hunting or fishing, there's tons of that. That's actually what inspired their name, right? Uh, Trench Brewing, they named it after the Rocky Mountain Trench and they kind of named a lot of their beers after the, uh, their favorite spots to go hang out like the Arctic River and, or sorry, Arctic Lake and uh, the the Fang uh, Cave system and stuff like that. So that's what inspired the names for a lot of their beers. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for your time, Paul. Yeah, no problem. It was so great chatting with Paul and he gave me a great tour of the brewery. Really appreciate it, man. And also Craig, the first interview on this episode. Thanks again to him. And big thanks to the rest of the team at Trench Brewing. It was a great way to start off my trip up north and I can't wait to go back and visit again. Big thanks once again to the BCL Trail for making this episode possible. You can find them at bcltrail.ca. If you like this podcast series, I do hope you're subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. It really helps keep this show going and supporting it. You can find us on every platform imaginable. So if it's not there, let us know Um, (laughs) because there's a ton of podcast directories out there and we want to make sure that we're listed everywhere. If you want to follow us on social media, you can at facebook.com forward slash Cascadian beer. I'm on Twitter at Cascadian beer and I'm on Instagram at Cascadian beer podcast. For more information about this podcast series and some additional details in the show notes, some photos and all that head to Cascadian.beer. That's the website. Thank you so much for your time and listening. I really do appreciate it. And until next time, remember, support your local.